lot of people out there that are hurting. There are. There are kids that are being picked on because they're not part of the system. We're seeing bullies rise up, and they're encouraging it. And if you think it was hard for Hitler to get people to put people in gas chambers, it wasn't. There's always that people. And I think we need to stand together. We need to support those with children. I think we need to do a lot more than we're doing. And, you know, I, I just think the days of living for self is over. Either you're going to follow the system or you're going to walk against it. And when you walk in, it may cost you job. It may, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my son has a good job, but even his supervisor, he doesn't know. He could go in tomorrow and they say, uh, I mean, his supervisor said, you know, it would take hundreds of auditors to find out all that. But that's not, they're going to need that because people are going to be afraid and they're going to cave out of fear. $14,000 per incident. <gasps> and before anybody even approaches them, they're going to cave. Uh, m most companies will cave. And they'll say, you're a problem because you are resistant to the stream. We've been pushed out of society. I mean, the Bible said in the last days that mother would be against daughter, father would be against son, and, and we're beginning to see families even fracturing over what's going on. I'm finding that people who are minded for this antichrist system are just as passionate or more not more so spewing venom looking at us like we're the whatever word I don't know what it is and uh, yeah you sit down I mean anybody has an offer you later you know that's not important thank you Deborah My text this morning is from 2 Corinthians 4. Nine. Eight through nine. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. It says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Every day brings opportunities of disappointment. What is a disappointment? It's an unmet expectation. People find that in marriage. They find it in a lot of different things. But the thing is, is we need to keep ourselves encouraged in the Lord. 
in the church maybe we'll have un disappointment in first Samuel 30 and 6 it says, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the, because the soul of all of the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God you can read in your own leisure 1 Samuel 30 great chapter talks about the defeat they had behind them but sometimes we are made to feel as if we all we're all alone kind of like Elijah he said I'm the only one left you know I've, I've, I've shared this with you before I'm the only one left there's none that will stand and God said, I got 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. You know, there are many people out there that, that, that are looking for a body like this. We need to tell them about it. There are people out there that are, are, are dismayed. I think of uh, your, your friend there that spoke on the radio. Marshall? You can't even go to his church because his pastor said, unless you're, and, and, unless you're vaccinated, you can't even come into a church. There are churches that are doing this all over the nation that are following after this system. They're following blindly after this system. So, okay, it's a vaccination, then it's a booster, then it's this, then it's that. And, and, and then they've set a precedent. Now the Constitution is suspended because of a... Because of a a epidemic or, or a virus so hey we've learned a new trick all we get to do is concoct something some kind of soup release it but before we release it we'll make sure that we have the vaccine so that we can give it to those we want to survive he said in the last days there'll be great pestilence you know what pestilence is it's diseases and these diseases we know were, were, were constructed by man to harm and destroy. But God says that if any deadly thing uh, come your way or bite you, he said, you will not be harmed. You see, we've got to begin to stand fully in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's going to come a time shortly where your doctor will not see you. We're going to end up with, a, I've lost weight. And I, you know why? Because I saw this coming. I said, you know, I've got diabetes. I've got to treat it, you know, the, the natural way. And I want you to know, I haven't been taking diabetic medication. I'm, my, my, my blood sugar has been good. See, I used to be on a seafood diet. If I saw it and it was edible, I'd eat it. Dollar store candy, bring it on, baby. Chips, anything. I was like a human munching machine. And it was all legal. But I was dying. And I've come to the senses that if Bob doesn't take care of himself. See, this medical system has already been taken over. The Obamacare thing is already an act. They tried to abolish it. He did do the mandatory payment thing, but the rest of it is still all there. Doctors are still going by all of that. That's all uh, a part of what is going on in our society. 
Sometimes we are made to feel as if we're all alone, right? There are many out there, many, that are going through, that are, that are distressed. There are many out there who don't know what they're going to do with their children because they've been ostracized and, and pretty much kicked out of the system. There are people that so feel so lonely right now when God's saying, throw out the lifeline. He said, I've raised you up for this day. That's the word of the Lord for this church. I've raised you up for this day. We're not here to have church anymore. What I mean by that is the, you know what I'm saying. We're warriors, each and every one of us. We're going to need to stick together. In Psalms uh, 15, or, or Proverbs, I'm sorry, Proverbs 15, 22, it said, Without counsel, purposes, purpose are disappointed. But in a multitude of counselors, they are established. Without counselors. We, we need one another. You think I've got all the answers? I've, I'm a man. I, I don't have all the answers. But God may give you an answer that I don't have. That's why we need to get bold. We need to be bold enough when the Lord shares with us that we will understand. That's what body ministry is all about. You see, the early church wasn't organized as today organizations, they organize, but yet it functioned properly. And why? Because there was boldness. When Peter went astray, he was wooed and wowed by the but by, by he was an uneducated man that God had, had miraculously saved and brought him up to such a position. And then all these educators said, oh, come with us. And, and, and he caved. He caved. Him and Barnabas and many others. Now, here's a man filled so full of the Holy Ghost that people that were even in his shadow were healed. Here's the man that at the beautiful gate, he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. But Paul, in Galatians, he said, who's bewitched you that you'd follow after another gospel so quickly? He said, I want you to know that any other word that would come that isn't a word that we've given you is, is to be accursed. Even if an angel of light comes and, and, and preaches something different, it's wrong. And then he goes on to say, when I was in Antioch, that's what Christians were first called Christians. When I was in Antioch, he said, I withstood Peter to his face. See, that's what body is about. That's what we, we need to we need organization when there's a weakness in the Holy Ghost. And that doesn't mean not to be kind, but what Peter done is he defected from the faith. So don't think anybody's above it. Don't say, well, I don't understand. Boy, that person was used to the Lord, and now that I, how can you be filled with the Holy Ghost and do that? You know, I don't understand it. Let me tell you something. 
The church needs discipline. The church needs to realize that Peter, if Peter and Barnabas and other high officials could go astray, don't think you can. Paul said, I do not preach as if I've already attained. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, Brian would understand a rifle. Sure, most of you would. And in an open sight rifle, there's two parts to that. There's the part up close to your eye, and there's a part down on the end of the barrel. And if you don't get the part up close to your eye matched up with the part on the end of the barrel, you're not going to hit your target. Paul said, follow me as I follow you. In other words, he said, I'm the first one, but you've got to see that second sight. That's Jesus. So what Paul was saying is there's no excuse when you go and say, well, my pastor, uh, he led me astray. Well, this one led me astray. He says, no, no, no. He said, Jesus and the Holy Ghost is in you. He said, you need not that any man teach you. Now, that doesn't do it with the office of teaching. We need teaching. But what he is saying is, is that you can't blame the teacher when you go astray. He said, the Holy Ghost in you will tell you. See, that's what happened to me this morning. I had no idea. I knew I couldn't sleep. I walked my floor. I paid one o'clock this morning. My wife said, finally, honey, you've got to go to bed. I said, but I lay my head down and I just think. I got up this morning and we never talked. We never talked about this, but yet we're in agreement. Because the Holy Ghost was dealing with both of us individually. See what the Holy Ghost is able to do. But the thing that we need to understand is there will be disappointments. But we need the multitude of counselors. We need one another. Well, I felt the Lord, but I didn't dare say anything because it's just little old me. And we wonder why the body's weak. Now, I want you to know something when you get up and you say something. The Bible said to perfect your gift. In other words, you'll make mistakes. But if we got pride, it, it, will, it will cause us to make the wrong decision when we make a mistake. I told you that I felt the Lord wanted me to leave. But as I examined it, I, I saw this image, and Bob was up there pulling the levers. What are you doing up there? <laughs> I got a four-wheeler. I got a canoe. <laughs> see, how, see, how, see how deceptive the devil is? We need one another. Well, we always agree, maybe, maybe, maybe not. In all things. But that's where we have to just get over it. And say hey. 
that's a diverse body. If you want to grow, it's a diverse body. Not everybody is going, and everybody's going to be at different levels. How many of you ever said to a kid, why don't you grow up? But I'm just a little kid. Oh, well, that's right. And we say things like that in frustration, but it's still a kid. And they're only going to be able to see out of the eyes that they've been given. They're not going to be able to see like maybe you if you're more mature. And that's where you have to be patient. Paul said, having the desire to give you the meat, I need to give you the milk. But he, he gave the milk. We can criticize. Oh, isn't it easy? You know, these people on welfare. I don't know why. You know, I, I, you know something I think a person ought to work for a living. Have you ever heard yourself grumbling a little bit? You know what that is? Self-righteousness. I'm better. When we really should be saying, God, by your grace, they go I. Every murderer that goes to prison could be me. be very honest with you but by God's grace by God's grace he's blessed me and he's blessed you and rather than to be critical we need to show compassion I mean genuine even though Jesus showed compassion toward you we look at love and I was uh, reading to the men Friday night about love. He said, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. I've been thinking. I mean, you, ever, you ever just get scripture and begin to think? Think, 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 think. God said he gave us a brain to think. I had a man one time, he used to come in. I read 33 chapters last year. I said, good, what did you learn? Mm -hmm. I just told you I read 33 chapters. In other words, there's no thinking, it's just reading. But I began to think about that, and I, I'd make a lot of trips from, from uh, up north down. And I was looking at the highway. I said, look, there's a white line over here, and there's a yellow line over here. Sometimes the, it's a double line, and one side of it's broken up, which means that I, if I'm going the right speed... I should have ample time if nobody's coming to pass. They've, they've measured all that. I mean, the DOT, they go through all kinds of measurements. In fact, my brother one time, somebody called and said, I think they should be going 25 in front of my house instead of 35. So they had DOT go out, and they tested, and they measured, and they did this. They raised it to 50. Because they're calculating proof that that area could sustain 15 of my 25. Okay. Well, I was looking at the white line, the yellow line. I said, that, that line doesn't have emotions. It's just what it is. Now, if I cross the white line and hit a tree, I can't sue the state because they put the line in the wrong place. <laughs> if you hadn't put that white line there, I would have been all right. What Jesus is saying is my love is just like that yellow and white line. It's, it's, it's not with emotion. Agape love is an emotional love. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with emotions. Nothing wrong with them. But God's love is absolute. And what he's saying, he said, As I obeyed my Father's commands and abided in His love, so if you obey my command, you will abide in my life. You know what that's, that, those lines are saying in that road? It's saying if you obey the speed limit and you stay within your parameters and you do what the road tells you to do, you're most likely going to have a safe trip. And what Jesus is saying is, my command is not grievous, is what the Lord is saying. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, but the thing you've got to understand is, my love is not emotional love. It's agape love. As it was given to me, it's given to you. If you will abide by the road commands or the commandments of God, are you beginning to picture it and see it? You're going to have a safe trip. But if you deviate from that, it isn't that my love left you. It's not that I left you. I'll never leave and forsake you. Lord, I'm with you always. And sometimes when we go out through the woods, I'm going with you. I just don't agree with it. Because I love you. But I'm telling you, there is a highway to holiness. There is a highway in which the adder will not harm you. The adder being a snake, a poison snake. There is a highway of safety. And I believe in this last day, we've got to find that highway and stay within it because there is a devil out there. There is an there's a snake out there. There are, there are deadly things out there that want to destroy and to kill you. Let me tell you, those viruses are for you. But what we're saying is, Lord, we want to we abide within your command. We want to abide in your love. We want to abide in that highway of holiness. You said, Lord, that you would come to make the crooked path straight. God, we want to walk in that straight path with you. There's nothing complex about the gospel. It only becomes complex when we filter through this pea brain. He said, my ways are not your ways, and your ways are not my ways, saith the Lord. He said, there's, there's a way that seems right unto man. And when he says that, he's talking about Bob's pea brain. There's a way that seems right in your noggin. But I promise you, it's not the right way. It's my way. It's a highway. It's a place that if you abide in my command, you will be safe. I will not leave you nor forsake you, but lo, I'm with you always. Many of the times when we get in trouble, many of the times when we get in, into a into situation, we really can admit that we probably kind of got out beyond that white line. The other night, uh, two weeks ago, men's meeting. I get to go pick Jeremy up. It's his fault, every bit of it. <laughs> so I backed the trailer up and hit my wife's car. 
And I couldn't feel it, but when I saw her car rock, and I realized something probably happened. So I got it, and I got the trailer, and I unhooked it and all that, and I went to get Jeremy. And while I was driving, my clipboard fell down on the floor, so I reached real quick to get it and hit a mailbox with my truck. <laughs> this is all within an hour. Jeremy's fault. No. <laughs> Jeremy said, is that my fault? He said, you were way up in Sabbatis. How could it be your fault? But you, you know what happened? What happened? I know I got that. those things go too. You got to get up. Yeah. But w what we realized, and I, after that meeting, Jeremy, I went right upstairs. It was 830. I never go to bed anything. I said, I'm going to bed where it's safe. I'm not cooking anything. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Amen. But a lot of times, you see, this is what I should have done, hindsight. I knew enough to move my wife's car, but I was lazy. I know that driving inattention can cause an accident, but you know what? I reached. You see, that's the same thing with the gospel. Many times we can look back and say, you know what? I mean, the Lord told me I shouldn't have reached. He told me to move my wife's car, but I was too lazy to go in and get the keys. I can handle this. Well, what we need to understand and realize, and, and I don't want to get off, and I, I, I could preach for all day today, but I'm not going to. In Psalms 55, 5, that fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. I woke up at 4.30 the other morning thinking about my son-in-law, thinking about my grandchildren, and it was horrible. Anybody have any of these little episodes? You begin to think. Well, this is what the psalmist is saying. He said, I remembered God. And was troubled, I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. So what David is saying here is in his inner feelings, and his, you know, he, he feels overwhelmed. He feels overwhelmed. You know, many times we feel like that. But in Psalms 102 and 1, it said, In the prayer of the afflicted, when he is overwhelmed and poureth out, his complaint before the Lord, and hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. That's a message for you today. Lord, restore unto me the joy. There are people out there, Barbara, that are so enraged and bitter in the church that they have given their whole lives to call in people to die. They misconstrue the gospel. Do you know that when David talks about the enemy, it's not David talking. He's prophesying what God says. How many know the judgment belongs to the Lord? The Lord said, the battle is mine, says the Lord. And judgment belongs to me. It's not for us to judge. The Bible said, if you judge, you'll be judged by the same scale that you measure others by. Not to judge anybody. Now the Bible said the righteous judgeth all things. Well, I'm going to confuse. You just told me not to judge. And then you say judge all things. Things and people are different. 
I judge things according to the word of God. Things. What I should eat, what I should wear, where I should go, who I should hang with. Anything to do with things. But the Bible said, don't, don't. He said, the judgment belongs to me, says the Lord. I will recompense. I will repay. It's our job to pray for them and love them. Oh, my goodness, that's painful. <laughs> I ain't loving them. <laughs> Rawr! <laughs> but I promise you that, that that's the flesh. Look at, look at Paul. He was a waster of the church. Do you know that many in the church still didn't receive him? They were f terrified by him. He had a Ph.D. He was, he was in Obama's court heavily. He had a decree to go and to murder and to kill Christians. And God says, I'm going to pick you, boy. And he knocked him down and smote him with blindness and said, go to a street call straight. How many a lot of us need to go to a street call straight? He said, I want you to go to a street call straight, and I have a servant. His name is Ananias. And he'll pray for you, and, he, and you'll be healed, and you will see again. Oh, boy. You see, we need to hear what the Spirit says. We get all balled up inside, and we can't sleep inside because we're not listening to the Spirit. I know that firsthand. <laughs> but our life is not our own. There's no time in life that it's my turn. But my life belongs to Jesus. And your life belongs to Jesus. You see that cross right there? The vertical is God. The horizontal is you. Whenever your will crosses his will, it creates a cross. And that's why he said, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, even though you have a will. Now, Jesus had a will separate from the Father. He said, right in Gethsemane, he said, he said Lord, not my will. He said, but thine be done. That's the cross. That's the cross. And that's the thing that we need to understand. And I, I don't want to go on because I've got several more pages, but I'm done and we've already had a time. But if there's ever a time to be serious, now's the time. We need to help one another. We need to be there for parents with children who are going to be struggling and they're, and are going to be pushed out of the system. We need to be there when, when fathers are losing their jobs or mothers are losing their jobs because they're not wanting to follow the system. The Bible says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know what I think a lot, I'm, and I don't mean to get on, but I think a lot of this tattoo stuff is to get people ready. I'll tell you what Hitler did with the Jews that had tattoos. They peeled it off the skin and made lampshades out of them. 
And, and so what I'm telling you is there is a world that's going to say, and I know that there's a lot of pressure that the church needs to become worldly so the world will feel comfortable, but that means you've got a worldly church. When I came to know Jesus, I didn't come to see if somebody dressed like I, I dressed. I came because I was desperate. I was bound. I didn't, I didn't say, well, I, I don't like those songs. You see, we're, we're in a selfish age where people just want to be entertained. I went to a church one time and they're hopping up and down. And I tried to hurt my knees. <laughs> In fact, it hurt for a few days. <laughs> now, I'm not against hopping. <laughs> we may not do that here. <laughs> you know. But what I am saying is this. We've got to get serious. The Lord is coming soon. Remember Perry F. Rockwood? Maranatha, friends. The Lord is coming soon. He was a faithful voice. How many of us are going to be faithful? Disappointment will come. We've all experienced great disappointments. I told Brian, I said, the day after the election, I had my rifle ready to head for Washington with my coon cat. But I knew that was flesh. I could do a whole, whole lot more in the spirit than I could ever do in the flesh. I'm telling you what, we need to pray. We need to stand together. We need to love one another. We need to encourage one another. We need that. We need that. I need it. My wife needs it. Every one of you needs it. We're not islands unto ourselves, the Bible says. And there's so many Christians that think that's what they are. God ordained me to be an island. I'm going to drift my own way. I'm going to do it my own way. Well, that's Burger King. <laughs> hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset it. we got churches that are doing that now. Think of a person that was in the church. I don't mean to ramble. It was in the church, and, and, and these two people were living together. And, you know, and the thing is, 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 is it's wrong. How many know every wrong is wrong? But the church was not dealing with it, and this person took them people to lunch, and he let them know that, you know, you need to get married. You need to do it right. You're going to be blessed if you do it right. Well, they complained to the church and church threw that person out and said, you, you, you're not qualified. We don't want your voice. And I'm closing. But we had prayer right here. We used to, every Monday night, we prayed. And we prayed. This altar was full. Remember that, Yvonne? We were here and we prayed. We need to get back to that kind of stuff. And we prayed, and, and uh, so, uh, I don't remember who it was. Barbara, I don't know if you, you weren't here then, but this person said, now, oh, it was Diane. She said, I have a friend in New Hampshire who goes to a, I think it was Presbyterian or something like that. 
And she said, you know something? Their bishop is a homosexual. And we have been driven out of the church. You see, when you let sin in the church and let it just go, eventually you'll be outside wondering what happened. That, that doesn't mean that we're out to cleanse people. We need to be patient. But we also need to be honest. This is the way of the Lord. Amen. I, I, I'm all done here. I, I just pray and hope. Now pray for me because I've got to face Goliath. Amen? I mean, it's going to take a lot of boldness for me. I will tell you this right now. I hate confrontation. I'll run out. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll run out. I'll try, I'll try to run that bear. But when he starts climbing the tree that I climbed, I may have to get a stick and stop poking him. <laughs> but I promise I'll run first. <laughs> But I know I belong here. And I know I'm going to have to deal with the problems I've created because I wanted to live my last years canoeing, four-wheeling, hunting. <laughs> Sounds good, doesn't it? But God says, you know what? Nothing will satisfy you. Yeah, I go, I go riding my foot afterward. I don't know. Where do I want to go now? <laughs> kind of boring. You only see so many trees. You only see so many moose. And it's hard for me to get into a canoe now. Painful. And if I get into a kayak, you know, they're easy to get into. Try to get out of one. It's like sitting in a shoe. <laughs> it's, it's not easy for older folk. But I do want you to know something. God's given us a road to follow. Pray with me. Because I'm going to be facing a Goliath now. A problem that I created. But a problem I'm going to have to solve. But hopefully, I, I, well, hopefully. God is in control.